This is a Galactic Network podcast. Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Welcome to episode 120 of the Podcast of Terror production of the Galactic Network. I don't remember how to do any of this because it's It's like 240. No, wait, that's not right. It's Damn four, it, I was going to make a pot joke and I couldn't do it. Oh, 420. I see what you did yeah. there, old man. I can't math. It's Sunday. <laughs> uh, for more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey Frizzle Nuts Scott. What? I don't know. I was... Frizzle nuts? Frizzle what nuts. did you say? Frizzle nuts. I got tired halfway through. Right? Let me yeah, know. it's we're gonna we're gonna do really great. Uh, hey guys, um, you might have noticed that there was no pot for the last couple of weeks. Um, for you. or you were you were on the pot and you've been there the for the last couple weeks. Uh, in any case, we apologize. There was some illness. I don't. There was some picking of a really shitty movie that Matt just couldn't fucking get through, no matter how felt, hard he tried, which I assume was not hard at all. I fell asleep three uh, times. Yeah. And at usually one, one is a grace period. After that, I'll make sure I stay awake. Couldn't do it. Welcome to Will. It's more like welcome to shit. <laughs> uh, for anybody who, who wants a review of Welcome to Will, it's here we go. Uh, first, there was Matt's score, I think. It's just going to be a poop emoji yep. in the in the doc. And uh, let's see. Welcome to Will. It's, it was a movie about a couple who live on a farm, make meth. The meth is is corrupted. Their brains makes them think they see aliens. Makes at least one dude thinks he sees aliens, and the the girlfriend slash wife just believes him. They have their niece over. I don't know why the fuck. If I'm part of your family, I would want to go hang out at your meth farm uh, during my college break. But sure. And then some kids that are driving through that are trying to find some hot springs wind up in the woods. Uh, he starts killing them off because he thinks there's all alien. There's a Culkin in it. It does not elevate past anything that I just described. It is really too bad because it seemed like there was a lot that you could have played with in this and, and enjoyed it. And they just never tried. It's funny because it takes place in California. And I think it is a some sort of, some sort of statement about Californians in general, maybe about us legalizing pot out here. I don't know. But it just it's un, it's uh, it's too bad. It really sucked. Wasn't the oh Dolph Lundgren's in it randomly in a, a TV show and and some weird fantasy segments? That's cool, but I don't I don't know that it did anything for the rest of the goddamn movie. I think I fell asleep listening to you describe that piece of shit. Yeah, it ended sad. It it, it I mean it it had a heartfelt moment partway through where somebody dies that you're like oh well shit because it's it's a hard scene. But other than that, you just kind of like you wish it had happened to you so you wouldn't have to continue watching it, which I guess Matt was smarter than all of us. Uh, so drink lots of beer. 
it it preps you for life of watching shitty movies for podcasts. I watched it. I think it was in the middle of the day the first time I fell asleep. Yeah, if I had watched this at night, they would have had to revive my corpse. Yeah, Yeah, it was not. not It wasn't wasn't anything. That's the problem, is that it's neither the worst movie that we've ever seen or, or anywhere near a good movie. It's just so bland and it it just doesn't it doesn't elevate it doesn't it doesn't try to get to be something more than what it is it should have been a tucker and dale yeah i guess i don't know if that's what it was attempting to do was to be more like tucker and dale and it just fell very 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 short yeah i i just wasn't sure i mean at least tucker and dale like it started out as like a series of unfortunate events that hap- that led to all this and this was just math well i don't i don't mean tucker and dale in the sense of the the theme but i mean in the execution it it should have it should have leaned more in towards comedy i'll lean more towards into you if you've got people who are experiencing hallucinations uh because of bad meth there's so much to play with there and and by play with i mean you you take the meth and you drop it off at kids school uh, playgrounds and stuff and you leave it in the sandbox and have them to discover it and share needles and whatever else you do i don't know drugs this sounds like your uh childhood i wish you sure i'm from a, i'm from the backwoods of michigan so that's true it's not far away from my childhood wow that's sad that's the saddest thing i i have really literally have nothing else to say i do not want to talk about welcome to willits at all yeah, so Matt brought us another movie. Oh, so if you have internet brought it to me. Yeah. What was that? Well, okay, okay, okay. So I was intrigued by the multiple quote unquote this is the scariest movie out there right now posts. And it wasn't necessarily clickbait because uh our dear friend Erica from Apex and the Abyss watched it and said she had to turn it off halfway through. Uh, and then we were kind of discussing like what scares her versus what scares me probably won't make a lick of fucking difference. So to her, this was a very scary movie because that style that like creeping in the dark demon type shit scares her. This It doesn't scare me, but I didn't necessarily think this was a bad movie. Um, no. Okay. So first of all, the movie we're talking about is oh yeah, Veronica, uh, it's Veronica <laughs> which is I think it's a Netflix exclusive original or something uh, it, it appeared in 2017 or at least that's when it was made uh but it's now there are stories on a site that matt brought to us called rear front which is not the site that i thought oh, matt would have brought to us called yeah. rear front i expected something completely different dirty uh, sluts 9.edu blind nuns having funs uh <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> Corey almost killed me. I killed Ooh. Stein. Uh, yeah, we we've got the article that says that, like I guess happened to Erica, that people are watching this, getting too freaked out, and turning it off. Um, maybe it depends on when. Maybe it depends on what your your fear. Of- I did watch this at like eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, I, I watched it at about ten this morning. Yeah. And there's certainly things in it that are good. It's to me, it's like a paranormal activity, except interesting, and and not done as found footage, which is thank God for that. Yes. But yes, 
Uh, it's well acted. What I didn't expect going in was that it was subtitled. That was the so scariest I... part because I can't read. <laughs> right. Exactly. Matt has to stay awake to watch a movie about people doing drugs, which is kind of like how he spends his weekends anyways. Yeah. But this, this is something that, that he didn't have to fight off. He just had to have Alyssa in the room next to him saying, no, no, the the word... It sounded out. Sounded sound. we, we had to pause each time new words came on the screen. <laughs> for, for, for first annual. This would just make the most interesting Sesame Street segment ever. <laughs> just uh, there wasn't. I guess there was some naughty language. But I, this is supposed to be based from uh, based on a true story. Yeah. And and from 1991, which you know the 90s were the 90s already. were a strange time. Okay. They absolutely were. There were toes and butts. It was very odd. <laughs> <laughs> no toes and butts today. Oh. You're welcome, children. <laughs> someday, someday they'll know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess we should just kind of take into account that if the internet says something is super scary, it's probably not. But I would have listened to Erica had I known that she was the one who recommended this for those reasons. I, I would have. Well, I still didn't find it scary. I'm not going to lie. But... Well, and that's the thing. Like, how many times do you see? I mean, clickbait is a thing and fake news as much as I hate to say it. I wish I wish Dan was here to do some trumping. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it's really difficult to understand. Like when you see a headline or a website or a, a news article that talks about how this is the scariest movie ever. This movie will make you piss your pants. Like it, I, I just inherently assume that they're lying. Well, the amount of stories that we had to do on weird world weekly, uh, rest in peace, weird world weekly. It, we, uh, we should know, we should know. You don't, you don't trust the fucking internet. You don't trust you. You go to the dark web. The dark web will tell you about the stuff that'll scare you to shitless. Hey, they made, uh, they made, um, video games about like, okay. So I have this, this, I own the game. It was like a dollar. It's called Welcome to the Game. And all you do is try to find like, find like a red room on um, the dark net. Well, like making sure that uh, people aren't trying. They like someone has to someone is trying to break into your apartment and kill you the whole time, too. So if you see like a shadow, you have to like turn your computer off and the lights off. <laughs> so turn, it's a pretty <laughs> fucking strange game. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, my friend from work is just now watching the first season of Mr. Robot, and I, I think he was four episodes in when he was telling me about it. And I'm like, oh, shit, I envy you that journey. Yeah. Like, I didn't make it past season one yet. I, I loved season one, and I, I'm almost afraid that I'm going to ruin it by going seasons two and three. It goes downhill, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I heard that Alf shows up, so that's cool. But... But just the moments of the paranoia exploration of the the character in that is is really cool. And that, yeah, that sounds like that game to me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess the <clears throat> going a little off topic. But uh, you, uh, when you you go on the dark web, it's like uh, you get like a feeling of doing something bad because you're on the dark web. You know, ah, whatever. No, that's what my wife does. My wife sits there and she's like, no, she so today I found dicks. out about... Well, she draws dicks for for recreation for, for the dark web? Probably. Uh, yeah, she, she says to me, this is what a year or so ago, she's like, so 
I found out about something called the dark web. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. It's just like, so I had to go look. I'm like, God damn it. Not on my fucking network. You don't. This is why she's not allowed to use my computer. Did she use Tor? No, she doesn't know this shit. That's my point. I guess like the real dark shit, like you have to use Tor for. You can't get to it on Chrome or Firefox. So you at least have that buffer. Like she can't find the real bad stuff. No, but the stuff that she's going to start searching for is going to leave her so fucking exposed to everything that I'm just like, God damn it. That's why we can't have a Nest doorbell. This is, this is why we can't automate our fucking shit in this house. It God, mm, change all my fucking encryption passwords and last pass login. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Fuck, Corey. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck me in the donut hole. Fuck you, anyway, Veronica. Yes. Do you want to talk about the <laughs> the movie itself? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I just let you do that. You're better at recapping things. My brain's very scattered. All right. Uh, the movie opens with the scene of cops going into a home. It's all dark, and obviously there's something shitty that's going on there. We don't get a good sense of it. We see, We hear a girl screaming. And then we see a girl's face and it looks like the girl is screaming, but it actually is. She's yawning. It's the day they show us the date and it's probably a few days before whatever this thing actually happens is. Uh, So the girl is Veronica. She's 15 years old, living with her mother who works, I think, just like highly extensive hours at a bar slash restaurant. Being a bitch. Well, terrible parenting. Not an easy life her husband has recently passed away so she's kind of locked off her feelings from that she's working all the time trying to take care of her four kids um living in what is essentially an apartment building that weirdly modeled but kind of neat um and the veronica has to basically take care of her twin sisters who are i'm gonna say around 10 or so and her younger brother, Antonito, who is closer to like five or six, I think. And gets him off to school, does all this stuff and everything, because the mom just can't be involved as much as she would probably be if she didn't have to work so much. The day starts with uh, one of the sisters saying that they have to bring in negatives to school because they look through the negatives to look at the eclipse that's happening. Veronica and her friend have decided to take that time to go down in the basement of the school and utilize a Ouija board to contact the dead. Veronica wants to talk to her dead dad. Her friend invites another girl along uh, who is a bitch. And uh, that girl wants to contact her dead boyfriend uh, who she seems so broken up of her later when she makes that with another guy who rides a motorcycle because you got a type and your type is going to die. You fucking dumbass. So, um, First of all, Ouija boards. You ever use one? Uh, yeah. And uh, was it the who is it? Is it Parker Brothers in America or Milton Bradley? Bradley, it's that? Milton Bradley. Yeah, but yeah, it's like a mass-produced uh, thing, so it's it is in America. Yes, that's the thing. They've been accessible to kids for as long as we can remember. They won't be as accessible now. Uh, rest in peace, Toys R Us. But they were for the longest time just an easy thing that you could walk into a fucking store and buy yourself a Ouija board and mousetrap and scrabble because that's what you do. And when you lose pieces from one, you insult them from the other. It's fine. So I, find you know? it, I found it funny that you you ripped in piece uh, Toys R Us, but I just, you can go on Amazon and get one. Podcast tear dot Amazon or Amazon dot Yeah. 
but kids could go buy their own Ouija boards. You could collect up eight bucks in the 80s and go buy a Ouija board at Toys R Us without your parents knowing. Well, now it's twenty three ninety eight. Uh hopefully someone uh, hopefully someone's listening yeah. to this on a speaker at home. Alexa, order classic <laughs> Ouija board game. Here it's such a dick. confirm. Uh, <sighs> yeah. No uh, one I'm sure should have allowed app. that to actually order them a Ouija board. All right. Do you think there's do you think there's a Ouija board app for for tablets? I'm looking. Yeah, you should. I left my phone in the other room. Uh, but that was the thing. It's like it, if you if you are someone who really thinks that the Ouija board stuff is real, and and as a kid in the eighties, uh, my friends sure did. Mm-hmm. Um, then you are someone who is not going to ask your parents to buy you one, or they just won't uh, if they think it's real. And so you you have to go get one on your own. That it, it's, but it's weird because again you're going to a place where you're also getting Barbies and He-Man figures, and Satan boards. Yeah, there's yeah. there's two EG apps. Um, for us, it was always so. I went to private schools through high school, so having a Ouija board and the use of a Ouija board was as like rebellious as it was curiosity. Right. Granted, we didn't that, like that, light candles and shit the one time I did it, but we, we just kind of all fucked with each other. We're like, I remember one of the guys like started acting possessed and would just do dumb shit. I was probably like a sophomore in high school, so we yeah, weren't, we weren't keen to drinking yet. That that's the point. You're a kid. Things that you're not allowed to do. The list of them. Uh, you, you can't have porn. Porn is accessible at stores, but not to you. You'd go in and try to buy porn in a store unless it's like someone who just really doesn't give a shit. You're not going to be able to get it. You buy booze. Uh, in the 80s, we could definitely buy cigarettes as kids. Like, I moved into my new neighborhood. I was 12, and the 10-year-old girl across the street who smoked sent me down to the store to get her cigarettes all the time. Um, that That's maybe the one thing, and that cleared up really fast. But Ouija boards were accessible. I just I think that's kind of funny because because they don't mean anything because they're not really shit. But to kids, it was like that one taboo that you could easily get a hold of. You just had to kind of plot around to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So the girls don't have a Milton Bradley Ouija board. They have one that is uh, well, looks more authentic. Um Obviously, they're in a different country. It doesn't look like it's got American text on it. But, and they use a glass. They use a glass for the the pointer on it instead of the thing they usually use, which I should know the name of, and I can't believe I don't. Oh. Uh, and so they're down there in the basement. Oh, it's, they, a, it's a planchette. Planchette, that's right. So they're down in their basement during the eclipse. They are trying to contact Veronica's father because the girl whose boyfriend she was going to try to contact, she didn't bring anything personal that related to, the, to him. And that was part of the thing. There, there are certain rules that they, they invoke in this. Uh, it makes it's more powerful or more likely to happen if they have an odd number of people instead of just the two that it was supposed to be. Uh, they have to close their eyes. It will make things uh can make contact happen faster that kind of stuff the personal item they find out more rules down the road uh from veronica's books of the occult she's reading that's another thing i could buy occult books left right at the fucking b dalton when i was a kid and i did um 
But my parents were very encouraging. Because you're a very oh, no, good no. bad boy. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I was looked at. Uh, I got a lot of no, I got nothing. Um, sorry. So the the ritual happens, the eclipse happens. Veronica gets really fucking like possessed or shit. Uh, the glass that she's touching and moving around, and like the other girls are taking their hands away, uh, breaks, and she like starts having a seizure on the floor essentially and blacks out. That's how I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a world of old nuns and way too young for you schoolgirls, uh passed out on the floor in the basement. I feel like the last one is actually gonna honestly happen. <laughs> you're gonna go downstairs for that last can of spam that you got and you're just gonna <laughs> have it and you're just gonna go. You're gonna have a grabber and you're done. Your dogs are going to be nested into you. Hey, man. I love my dogs. Yeah. Uh, and and they will love you. Take from the time inside. away from my dogs to deal with your bullshit, so hurry it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ronica goes home. Remind me of something. The the crucifix that falls off the wall, is that before the, the stuff with the Ouija board, or is that after? I feel like it's before. I want to say it's after. I know that after she really weird happens until no after, after the Ouija goes board. home. She she takes the I feel like it's the beginning because the crucifix is on the floor when she walks out when she's taking the kids to school the first time after she comes home from school after the Ouija board incident. She tries to put her backpack up on a top shelf and the backpack keeps flying off yeah, and falling on the floor and then she has to hide it under her bed and all these other weird things happen. But I feel like the crucifix is before so that there's there's a couple of of plot holes like that that but I have. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily with. go with plot holes because there obviously had to be something that led to a point where she wanted to use a Ouija board besides the fact that her dad's dead. So her dad could have passed away, and then weird things started happening, i.e., a crucifix falling off the wall, other shit like that, which made her want to try to use a Ouija board to talk to her dad. So well. It's not necessarily saying that it happening before them using a Ouija board is a plot hole as much as it maybe is just. She certainly got a, a fascination with the occult. That's what we kind of established going along as she keeps reading yeah. these books and stuff yeah. about it. Um, but we'll, we'll get to another problem I have with that later on. So <laughs> like we said, she she comes home, she puts the Ouija board away and it keeps like popping out like, oh, I don't want to be there. Oh, weird. All right, sure. And uh, she starts experiencing weird visions of, of things. Uh, her little brother and sisters, she feels like they're getting attacked and stuff. And she tries to save her sister who's getting choked by a demon in her sleep. But then they don't see the demon and they think that she's the one choking her. She gathers them all up. Her mom accuses her of like scaring her, her siblings and stuff. She starts talking to this blind nun that they call is Sister Death. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She starts talking to her at the school and the nun's like, yeah, uh, you know, you fucked up. You summoned some shit. I can smell it on you. I can't see it. But man, let me sniff your hair, young girl, because that was weird. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's never unweird when you sniff someone's hair for whatever yeah. reason. And but so she just like keeps leaning into her and then she sees spirits and. 
sends her away and and becomes like the one voice of I know what you're going through, but who the fuck is going to listen to me? I'm the old blind nun that went through shit. Yep. Uh, and no one listens to her. Her best friend is is now hanging out with this new girl and doesn't want to hang out with her anymore. And uh, so she's kind of feeling closed off and having visions of things that she summoned that but she sees her her dad naked, which is a, uh, that's that's <laughs> fat cock. When we, he knew it wasn't a kids film, um, but she she tries she's trying to protect her her siblings and try to figure out how to fix things. So she she finds out that she did the ritual wrong. She didn't say goodbye to the thing. She basically let something in that wasn't her do- dad apparently, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. and she tries to redo the ritual with her friend who won't do it. And uh, and Diana, who's also a bitch, and she tries to tell her mom, mom, come home, because when you're there, they don't attack. And mom's like, no, I got to fucking work, you know, go home and deal with it. You're 15. Uh, she, has fir- she has her first period. Uh, <laughs> and while dealing with the cleanup from that, she realizes that there's burn marks underneath her mattress. And then she finds burn marks under all the mattresses for the, the kids as well. And so that's kind of like pressures her to know more and more that she's got to get this taken care of. And in the midst of nobody believing her, she does the ritual again with her younger sisters. Because again, there, there needs to be an odd number, so it's the three. And then her brother gets kidnapped by the spirit and she gets the sisters out of the house and goes back in to try to rescue him. And when she finds him, he's hiding from... The, the spirit, even though it's her right in front of him, and she realizes that she's actually possessed by the spirit. She tries to kill herself. The spirit won't let her. And that's when the cops finally show up. But there's there's that short little montage at the end that makes it seem like there's a brief second in which you may realize that she wasn't... There was no demon happening. She's just fucking crazy. It certainly makes you question it, but the whole story is the account of the cop who comes in yes. and finds her, and, and it is what, his first experience with the paranormal. Yep, and that's what straightens it out. Right. Um, and there's the fact that when she talks to her friend to try to get her to help her redo the ritual, her friend's like, don't you, don't you remember? You whispered to me the other day, you said you were going to die today. So she prophesies her own death, which she doesn't remember, but her friend does. And she does, in fact, die, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, bummer. I'm going to make it harder for a sequel, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> she, <laughs> Sorry, girl, you fucked up. Um, which is which is kind of like she's not a bad person. She's not someone who is other than the fact that she got the interest in the occult and a lot of it probably stems from losing her father. She does everything she can to protect her family. She does everything she can to look for help to protect her family, and nobody will listen to her. And that's that teenager thing again of like, you're just hormones are driving you fucking crazy. It has nothing to do uh, with the fact that she's a woman. Right. And just in unable to listen. Well, yeah. No, no women are listening to her. You know, uh, hashtag me too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you had to take it there. I'm just saying that women should support other women. Uh, but yeah, so she she does everything. To, it's like, yeah, you had one bad 
fuck up. You you called forth the demons from the Underdark, and you know that is a stupid. But uh, she does everything she can to to fix it, and it just doesn't work. Just doesn't go well. Uh, also, I guess her brother was supposed to be drawing sigils on the wall to protect them, and he was on the wrong page and was drawing summoning ones instead. Yeah. It's like, oops, dumb, stupid you know, idiot. But don't put the five-year-old in charge of the protective fucking glamours around your house. Well, I and mean, first of all, I know. Again, we're talking about Ouija boards manufactured by Milton Brady for the most part. But you don't, you don't fight off the demons with Crayola. That's fucking stupid. Got to go Sharpie. Uh, what was uh? What was Sharpie, that? the demon fighting marker. There you go. There's a free ad for you, Sharpie. If you uh, feel the need to use it, you can email us at pod at gncast.com so you can pay us. Uh, Shitting free. We want that Sharpie money. Yeah, want that sweet, sweet Sharpie money. (sighs) Could have gone Bic. Nope. Brought it to you, Sharpie. If you use Bic, you're a dick. There's another one. (laughs) It's a separate check, though. They're not. We, we don't mm. do bundles here, right? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I think I got to pee. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, so there's there's the moment when she's talking to the the sister death, mm-hmm. and and she's like, "I tried to use crucifixes. They don't help." And sister death's like, "Yeah, don't bring God into this. God has nothing to do with this." So that again makes me think that the stuff with the crucifix at the beginning, which is happening on its own, doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, they keep trying to utilize it. It all seems like religion, as much as you say it doesn't help, it seems like it's somewhat involved. I, I don't know for sure, but that that seemed like a red herring from the, the nun. Um, yeah. I don't know. There I- were some really good scenes as far as filming like the scene of her her waking up with the screaming was kind of like a, a little bit of a of a a good transition mm-hmm. but there was the one where she's having the nightmares and she wakes up out of bed and she just kind of like instead of standing up from the bed she just kind of like walks forward and is walking through the rest of the room and then the transition where she's walking towards i guess to the restaurant to get her her siblings and stuff and everything around her is going backwards or in different directions than what it should. And she walks past herself and she tries to turn her head and it's looking away. And then she turns her head back towards the camera and it starts turning towards her. Like some really interesting visually filmed things that show that there's some care in the direction of this that I was impressed with. Yeah, we kind of talked about this before we started recording. Like there's it, it, it just it feels a little too familiar to be that great but they did a lot of really interesting things um i liked the amount of uh the amount of screen time that the demon gets instead of it just being like a shadow that you see passing in light behind a wall they actually give it a face and i did i enjoyed that a lot yeah it's not a lot of random things although the way that they utilize it was really good the part where she's running through the apartment and everything is coming off the walls as she's going through it was really well done too. Like things just kind of pictures and stuff popping off mm-hmm. in time. That was well done. 
Right. Uh, but you're right. The the fact of the apparition is something that we can identify very quickly. Like even if you look at an insidious, was it insidious or what was the one that was kind of like, yeah, the that insidious was kind of like this. Yeah, there was yeah. like a rip off of Poltergeist, and then they did yeah. the new Poltergeist yeah. remake, and it was a rip off of that. Yeah, Insidious had like too many different fucking things that were supposed to be the the spirit or whatever. It's like sometimes it looks like some weird Zulu voodoo doctor thing, and and sometimes it just looks like random dead naked people. It was just or a little kid standing in the corner, all these things and stuff that just didn't make sense. It was like, so I guess it wasn't supposed to be one spirit, but in this, it was legitimately the one thing that was doing it. Yeah. That was like an old man rant, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's all I got left of me, man. Um, You're tired now? You need a little, a little nap? Bit. It's Sunday. A little nap, 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 brew. <laughs> I get up in the morning to do this show so I can go back to sleep until my wife gets home from work. Yeah, it only takes you a day and a half to respond to me. Yeah. Well, you know what? Fucking don't trust the internet. What did we say? That's a really good point. It's not like I, I have your phone number. I don't know why I rely on the internet to contact you. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think overall of the, the acting and stuff in this? Because I was really impressed. Yeah. I mean, the way I st- I'd scale a movie is if... The acting is really cheesy and I hate it. I hate it. If the acting is fine and it doesn't bother me, then I don't, I don't even think about it. Yeah. Like, I just I, assume I, that you as an actor should do a job that uh, makes me feel compelled to believe what you're doing. For having the focus of this movie mostly be about people under 16, which I think the girl who played Veronica was maybe about 15 or 16 when this filmed that she was age appropriate towards the role. Right. Uh, and the, her kid sisters and brother, they were great. They all did fantastic job in this. And, and all the dialogue between them was very believable mm-hmm. and, and involved you in their story. Mm-hmm. The, the argument of the, the sisters and especially like, I'm not your little sister. I'm your middle sister. Cause, cause I came out first before my twin did the the little brother and how he's constantly like he's singing this advertisement song uh which we don't know Kentaya, Kentaya. yeah um and and it actually comes back into the movie later on but just the the stuff that they do in there to to kind of like give you a a sense of connection to them as to who they are and stuff is really good and I think they were they were tremendous. I I don't know if any of these people have been anything else. Apparently, the mother uh, who plays Anna played that same character in another movie in 1976 when she was a little girl, which sounds like a pretty fucking tragic movie itself, but isn't yeah. supernatural. Yeah. I don't, um. I don't but but so this is considered an unofficial sequel to that. Um. But she's not really a big part of this. So unless you. Right. Or someone who knows this other film, which I guess is famous uh, now, uh, look back on. Like, I had no clue. I wouldn't have picked up on any of that. But the the amount of stuff that they put on these these kids, they held this movie really well. And I, I think that's good. That's a good sign for what this is. Because if you can't buy into it, the kids acting and stuff, it's like, you know, I, we all love Pet Cemetery, but the kid who played Gage wasn't 
that fucking great. You know, he's fine. No, but it's also the <laughs> seventies. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, mid eighties. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty oh, sure. Late eighties. Yeah. Wrong. I, if, you dumb I was idiot. Generous giving you mid, motherfucker. I was about to say it. It was nineties when we got Pet Cemetery too. Well, that's in the in the eighties and nineties. It took a lot longer for uh, sequels to come out. Motherfucker, I've got goddamn Superman four on on Sci Fi wow. the other room. Wow. It was nineteen eighty seven. Wow. What? What? I don't know. I'm First Superman was nineteen seventy eight. So four movies in that span of years isn't too bad. There was a Supergirl in there too. Didn't James Bond movies come out like every six months too? Oh, it seemed like for a while they sure as hell did. That's that's the Brits. They they gotta they gotta get out and do shit because you know otherwise they gotta go home and eat their fucking ass food. Um, I'd like to eat ass. <laughs> so that Kintea video, like I I know they play the commercial at some point, but every time they sing the song, I'm like, why do I have to do Run Run by fucking the guy from Hardy Boys stuck in my head? And it, it turns out, uh, first of all, Sean Cassidy is not the original of. The, the singer of the Do Run Run Run, but it's actually the, the commercial ad is to the Do Run Run, which, God damn it, I don't really want that stuck in my head for the next two months, but I know it's going to be there. But I like that too. I like the fact that they, they reference something as weird as this commercial that was, I guess, time appropriate for when they were supposed to be filming in 1991. And it adds this flavor to the movie. I, I think that all the little touches are what give this weight that it otherwise really wouldn't have. And and the fact that the questions at the end are, did this happen? Did this not happen? Uh, I feel like it's it's not as, as questionable as what you, you made it sound like. I think it, I think for the viewer, we all know that it did. Uh, and certainly that's what the cops believed. Uh, two of the cops, after seeing this happen, were sick for weeks, couldn't go back to work. And uh, the main guy, I guess, like quit eventually, like stopped being a cop because of it. Stopped policing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it. Uh, yeah. it's really hard to like understand how I would react if I walked into a room and saw what they portrayed on screen like if i saw that and that was a real thing that was happening in front of me someone standing in the middle of the room with their back arched and they're they basically should be falling over but they're not yep. and they're just sort of screaming out their whatever oxygen they have in their lungs mm-hmm. and it looks like someone is deep 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 throating them you yeah yeah, it, it would be hard to explain, although I've had a couple of times when I've had Wendy's chili and I felt like that. So <laughs> You had to arch back and just really give her hell? <laughs> I should have just... fallen over, but I'm not. Yeah, uh, ten minutes of this and then I'm going to Ralph. Uh, no, I'd... what about the music? The the Every time she put on her headphones, there was one song they played a couple of times, but I feel like that that song when she'd stir into her ceiling and does the countdown, was just so on the nose. Like I don't know if that band had actually if that song existed and they made that scene around it or what, but it was I don't so I don't know Spanish. So I don't know if like by you listening to this you were able to uh tell what was being sung. Uh when I was watching it on Netflix it had 
they played the did lyrics they, on the they, screen. Oh, they did. Okay, I just didn't read those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm watching a movie where I don't understand the language, but it's not important for me for, to read what is actually up on the screen. No, I read about a third of the subtitles. I got the yeah. gist. <laughs> you are the person who would summon the demon into your body. I would. Like, I get the I technical shit down, I think. I read you know the what? first two sentences of the of the giant paragraph. Did I really need to read the end? <laughs> You're fucking Ash in Army of Darkness. I really am. I like that. I saw I was watching the newest Army of Darkness episode when I was laying in bed this morning and my wife would go my wife goes, Is this some fucking charmed knockoff? And I almost hit her and I'm like, bitch, <laughs> Evil Dead was around before charmed. Uh God, I hate my life. That's so great, though. I know. Um, she just got up and walked away. Didn't even get to explain it to her. Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else we can really say about it. I, I, I think that this was... This was a comedy movie. Yeah. It's yeah. not... It's not the scary-ass movie that... Uh, to us, you know, and then I'm not trying to say that I'm more sophisticated as a horror watcher because I'm not. I get scared. There's shit that will absolutely fucking petrify me, but this wasn't it for me. Uh, most ghost stuff doesn't really work that way, in my opinion. But it, as far as watching a movie with demon summoning possession shit, uh, this is one of the better ones that I can think of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely liked the movie. I did not dislike it. I didn't think it was as scary as the internet told me it would be, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it did a lot of things right. Um, I don't want to see a sequel. like, And that has nothing to do with the characters or anything. I just don't think that there's a need for it. Well, if they do it, it should be 40 years later, like the unofficial sequel that this is to that other movie that that's had true. nothing to do with it. That's true. We could watch the unofficial not sequel if you want. I don't think that's a horror movie. I don't it's probably not good either. I was kidding. That was not Oh, a okay. Joke. Good. <laughs> I don't I never know with you, man. It, what are you drinking? You didn't even said. Beer. Beer. Just regular good. beer? It's pretty good. You just went Schlitz this week. You just went it's made me very Miller genuine draft. <laughs> Uh, I did a beer trade after I got home from Ohio. Uh, Ohio. I got a bunch of stuff from Aslan. This one's called Wax Off. See? Oh, God. Wax Off. I had wax on yesterday. It's a coffee and cocoa nib IPA. So you know that you've gone completely batshit crazy, but still classy drinking an IPA. So wax on, is it also? Co- what is the? Uh, wax on made- was coconut. And this is coffee and cocoa nibs. So is it like the morning after beer? Uh, probably. I got to look what else is in there. was another flavor going on in there. I had a one before that too, but it took us so long to get to this point that it's long gone. Uh, wax legs? Wax legs? No, it's called the implication. Oh, okay. It doesn't tell me. It just says the implication. <sighs> uh, speaking of uh, drunken apologies... What? Although I'm apologize, I wasn't I know neither oh. of us are, but I am. I am going to apologize for something, or, or actually, I'm going to call you motherfuckers out. Anal audience. hemorrhoids. Woo! Yes, close. Oh, okay. so the, the last two episodes we did were about 
House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects, yep. which we we've now seen scenes from or, or a picture of Rob Zombie is in the studio, I guess, filming the the sequel to The Devil's Rejects. Wax on is coconut and villa. Villa? Vanilla. Oh, I I thought it's it's coconut and a a small studio yep. that uh, and a know. small house, right? Anyways, um. Anyways, yes. So so in those episodes, I, I think even more particularly in the in the Devil's Rejects one, I kept saying, you know, I feel like I've seen this movie before, and it was the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel, mm-hmm. uh, the, the second one from the eighties. Motherfucker. What? So Bill Mosley. Yeah. Oh, he was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Two. He was oh, in the two. goddamn okay. movie that I kept talking about. My favorite part of the fucking movie is is Leatherface's brother with the the fucking uh, skull dome thing. I, I forget his fucking name now, but I don't think I've ever seen like, two, so don't. Ask he keeps questions. scratching at his his scalp where he's got the the steel plate in his head underneath his Sonny Bono wig, and like I had no fucking clue. Maybe I did at some point, but I certainly forgot by the time we started talking about this goddamn movies. Wow. And it was the same guy. So of course it's gonna remind me of that. Yeah, I totally. And audience, you know, this is why you are supposed to email us and tell me, Corey, you dumb shit. Yeah. Don't you know? Yeah, it's I the same Bill fucking Mosley. That's where he came from. Maybe if you'd stop sucking dick so much, Corey. Well, you know, I don't know why. Nice gotta have hobbies. I'm sorry. I need something else to do on Sundays. And first of all, you never scream at somebody to stop sucking dick. Well, you st- you <laughs> yell them to stop sucking dick when they're not sucking your dick. Okay. That is that's a real life problem that we need to deal with. Greed is good. <sighs> yeah, I just wanted to call myself out on being ignorant. That's fine. I forgot he was in that movie, but like I said, I don't think I've ever seen it, so I don't really give a shit. It is it's closest to these, first of all, and it's it's probably my favorite of since it was also my first, but I feel like it's to me the most aesthetically close to what I like. Out of the various fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, the fourth one, the Next Generation with Matthew McConaughey was just shit. It's just shit. Is it Patrick Stewart and Matthew McConaughey? No, it's Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Ooh, it's pretty close to Patrick Stewart. Yeah, absolutely. I loved her as Picard. <laughs> uh, it's more of her as when she was a number two. Yeah. Oof. Um, yeah, want to rate this? I guess if we have to. That's what we do, man. We got one fucking job when we come here. This is it. You didn't even talk about your beer as much as you usually do. Ah, uh, it's because we started talking about movies right away. We complained about welcome to shit. Shit it. That <laughs> <laughs> was not a good movie at all. No, but was if you were drinking at the time, if you drank something good, maybe it would have had a better association with you. Nope, not at all. No. Anywho, what do you want to give this movie? Uh, I'm going to actually give it a four. I think it was a solid movie, even for not being scary, for, for being misled by pseudo BuzzFeed, whatever these fuckers are. Yeah. Uh, Rear Front. Still, that is not a goddamn name that you call your site and have it be movies well, scary on the internet i mean i expect a lot of movies on a rear front site to scare me but again not this this is wrong context hey oh uh i'm gonna give it a three it's it's a good movie but it's not great i definitely won't feel bad 
when my wife has this on and I walk in and like, oh, I'm going to fucking watch this again. Right. No, it's all right. I'm okay. That sucks is that you have to pay attention. You cannot have it on in the background because of the subtitles, which not really a big or or you could grow past your fucking American bullshit and embrace other cultures and learn another fucking language. Uh, If I was to learn another language fully, it would be German because of my heritage. No, because the beer. You can fucking say it. You can say I, it would be German because then I could scream for German beer at everybody and they would be so afraid of me that they would just hand me kegs. I like to lift heavy things too, so I'd be carrying around a keg of beer. I'm getting drunk. I'm lifting. I'm yelling in German. This is a win, 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 win. Um, if you think funny things in German, like if you if you think people talking in German is funny, you need to watch German with a German with Flula. You have no idea who Flula Borg is. Oh, no. my God. Oh, Flula. Is that the is that the German YouTube guy? Yeah. He did the... Yeah. Uh, uh, he was in one of the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, he was. Okay. Not something I'd see because I'm straight, but uh, thanks for pointing uh, out. I fucking know that it's on your goddamn plex, but I haven't I have seen the... I have a wife. I've only seen the first one. Uh, oh, but sure it's such a good movie. I'm more than happy to see the second or third one at some point. I'm, I'm just happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're fine and they're funny. But uh, I did not know he was in one of those. He, uh, I found him because he did a, a video about YOLO. Um, and he was talking about like, what if you're a cat and you have nine lives? Is it Yolt? You only live nine times? <laughs> and then you eat this crazy, crazy expired cat food because Yolit died at you only live eight times. Ah. <sighs> But yeah, it's uh hold on. I should have got this should have got this ready a little earlier, but it is, you know, the middle of the day and I've been drinking. Flula wait 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 wait, wait. German with a German Just wait for it. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're welcome for that, by the way. God damn it. Remember when he used to do the, the fucking siren sounds and stuff in the middle of it? Yeah. Don't ever fucking do that again. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to do it right this second. I've had if, people if ask for the party. Out your eardrums if you're listening to this podcast with earbuds on. Uh, fuck you. We're going to try it again. Yeah, people have complained because we've lost the party horn sound. So fuck you, Corey. I didn't expect that first one to be like a full song. Yeah, I didn't know that it was going to be your fucking party horns with the band Delight. What the shit was that? What are you pulling up on your computer, Matt? <laughs> Pornography. Groove is in the heart. Um, <laughs> I hit back and it went right back into that song. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I'm bad at the internet. Where are we? Do you want to read the outro so that we can stop this so that I don't keep making you listen to sounds on the internet that I find? Yeah, if you want if you made it this far into the show and you want to complain or tell me about some other shit that I don't know about what I'm talking about, because that's true. Uh, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. That's 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com, uh, or you can leave us a message on the gncast.com website. 
I think that's a thing. I don't know. I've never seen it. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Podcast of Terror and all those fucking places, as much as we talk. Like, Matt probably does something with it. Matt, do you tweet? No. Every once in a while, I open up the Podcast of Terror Twitter, yeah. and I'm like, oh, Matt said something. He had a conversation. Good for Matt. Sometimes I or open it, I see that you did it, and I feel the exact same way. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, oh, all right. Corey Minimum is our social ever. media manager here. That is not what I am. Yes, it is. All right. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, you can subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. If you if you haven't already, I don't know how you're hearing this. I guess we're on YouTube. You can go to the YouTube and yeah. follow us there. Blood stuff. Mm, that's the only way to do it. Um, leave us a review bit.ly slash pot review mm-hmm. that, that will that you don't have to go to iTunes you don't have to go to Google Play all those places we just suggested you go don't review us there where people actually read that shit mm-hmm. <laughs> go to this completely other fabrication that nobody uses yet I think I'm the only person who's reviewed shows on it um, but if you want to it, it'd be nice it'd be nice to have it decentralized you know that's what I'm saying subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe and uh, you can follow the, the network's Facebook page. Click the network. We have a Facebook page, right? Yes, we do. Yeah, I said it already. Good for us. We're on top of things. We're really bad at everything. A lot of it. There's not many things we're good at. I'm so good at podcasting, I'm going to be doing another show soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that. I'm glad you said something. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you son of a fucking cock <laughs> Here's my pitch. Um, hey, Corey, we, we already don't listen to your, your Elsner show. Yep. And we, we barely pay attention to this one because how can you? Yep. Um, now you know how Jack and Dan we, feel. Where can we ignore you one more time? Well, my friends, if you go to inkgeekstudios.com, uh, the Ink Geek guys, Nate and Brandon, uh, they... they pitched re- rebooting a show of theirs to me and I said uh fuck you and your show we're gonna do this instead and they said okay I don't know they I must feel have been like really that went high. much differently but you know that's just me it, it it might not have though it really feels like I had a show that was sitting waiting in the wings for four years because I'm I'm a fucking piss ant who can't step up and uh and they said all right and so now all this shit is fucking happening, uh, despite me. So coming up at the beginning of April, we have a new show coming out called SDFU, Solutions to Fix the Universe. It's it's more philosophical. It's it's less organized than this shit show, if you can believe it or not. And uh, we'll be we'll be doing it live on Twitch on Tuesday nights. And if you want to know more about it or about our friends at Ink Geek Studios, you can go to their website and join their newsletter. Nate's actually been putting stuff out about the show and the other stuff that they do there. So yeah, I guess that's going to happen. Why? I don't know. So I'm if you're listening to this, so please, tired. please go don't support Corey in two places instead of just one. Right. And Matt, if, if people want to support us financially, go to amazon.podcastier.com purchase much pornography. As much as they let you. Get a Ouija board for 23 bucks. $23.78 or something. 
to that effect. Kids, if your parents are not going to buy it for you, they can't at the Toys R Us anymore. Yep. Uh, steal their credit card. Yep. I think this is what happened to Soupy Sales. Go online in their Amazon accounts. They're probably still logged in. They don't know how to use the internet. Yeah, they have never logged yeah. out. Just or or scream at the Alexa like Matt told you to earlier. Mm-hmm. Purchase purchase one pallet of dildos and a fifty-five gallon drum of KY jelly. Put it on the podcast tier of Amazon. Fifty gallons, but what I'm going to do for the rest of the weekend? <laughs> That'll get me through Friday night. What am I supposed to do for Saturday and Sunday? Sit on ice, because your life mm. is out of fucking control. I thought you meant butt ice, the tastiest of shitty '90s beers. Uh, hey, so have you ever? Do you know how they make ice? How they make beer ice? No. So what they do is they brew the beer, they freeze the beer, and when it freezes, all of the water is on the outside of the giant-ass ice cube, and then they shave it off. So there's just wow. less water content in the beer, which gives it a higher alcohol content. Then how is that ice? Because the water is really what ice is. Oh, my God. It's not because it's... it's. Oh, my God. It's a play on words. You idiot. I remember drinking Bud Ice... In, in the 90s, and it just tastes like really fucking watered-down, cold shit piss. It's because you were drinking butt ice. Yeah. Oh. Or butt dry. Uh, I don't know. How the, why, why? Okay, let me... We should have a segment called Google Corner. Why is yeah. bud dry? Listening to Matt Tiny. <laughs> just trying to work the internet. <laughs> why is... Okay, what are the other... Why ask why drink bud dry? Yes. Hmm. Bud Dry was bumped from the top three beers. What? It was a top three beer at one point? That's a problem with our um, with our America. Yeah, we went through this phase where, where regular beer and light beer wasn't enough, so we had to have multi kinds of beers, like what we do with fucking Coke and Pepsi now. Um, um, well, I guess then, too, considering we had Blue Pepsi and... Crystal Pepsi... Crystal Pepsi. Oh, yeah. So that was the shit. Dry beer is a form of pale lager where the sugars are more fully fermented to give a less sweet beer. Uh, Martin Mall used to say in one of the... It was probably Michelob Dry or something. He said, dry beers are for thick-nicked men named Gunter. Yep. Men, men. Manly men. Anyways. Men who are men that like other men. Corey, where can people find you on the internet? You know what? I don't know. I just told you. Go go sign up for the Inky Studios newsletter. All right. And, my, uh, my, and prepare to listen to more of this excellent fucking podcasting voice. Yeah, that's another show that I'll probably never get invited on to because I hate all my friends. Uh, and my piss act's super full. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and untapped at Matt the Lifeguard. Next week, we're going to be talking about Happy Death Day. That came out last year. Hopefully, it doesn't happy suck asshole day. No, no, nobody. <laughs> You're waiting for me to go in for that? Waiting for uh, somebody. I'm sorry. I came out, saw my shadow, went back into the hole. And Corey's gone for another two weeks. So that's going to do it for another episode of the Podcast Terror. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay sober, everybody. <laughs> I-